Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 159 for Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. Welcome back, onesies. How are you doing? How's your week going this week? You guys having a great time? Are you loving life? Are you stressed out? Are you still working? Are you stuck at home? You know, what are what is uh, going on with you, huh? I'll tell you what's been going on with me. I have uh, got a few things I did. I went to a friend's uh, house for a barbecue and a hot tub outside, Um I uh, started grilling myself again at home. We got the, the barbecue up and running. Uh, you know, I, did I play games? You know, I did. I'll tell you more about that. I got a friend uh, who I who I made through video game playing, who has a holiday company over in Finland, and I will tell you guys all about that, uh, or at least what I understand of it. Uh, coming up, I watched uh, a movie. You know, I watched like little sh- shows here and there, but I watched a, a movie for the first time in a while, and I'll tell you what I thought of that. And, uh, and then my chair broke <laughs> my, uh, my gaming chair. Actually, I don't have a gaming chair. Sorry. My, my office chair. And, uh, and I'll tell you about what, uh, you know, how I solved that. And it's not from what you think. All right. You fuckers. Uh, I'll tell you all about that. Of course, I'll review the DK book of the week. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's the, the thing. That's the story. So why don't I just tell you real quick that I started making burgers again. All right. I have got the grill started and I've got all sorts of things I want to grill up. Right. Um, but, uh, but definitely getting the burgers going burgers on the barbecue were just, are just too, too gosh, darn diggly do good. Um, in terms of my, you know, um, you know, not ordering out and no takeout, no, whatever I can tell you that that has fallen off. (sighs) Yeah. Pretty hard, pretty hard. Um, but I'm still doing a shitload of meal prep at home. And, uh, and sometimes it's just a good way to get out of the house is to go, to go get some, um, so, uh, nowhere near what it used to be, but I'll tell you guys all about, about that shit. Right. So, um, grilling Bergs and man, let me tell you, last year I was having so much fun just, um, sorry, I got my, uh, my aligners and that's been another, another issue, but I mean, I won't even waste your guys time with that, but uh, aligners are in right now. So there'll be a little bit of slurring and things like that. It's cause I got big chunks of plastic in my mouth. Um, the, um, so yeah, last year I I got a bunch of different like barbecue sauces. I was having fun grilling and I was having fun playing around with barbecue sauces. And in fact, we even have some barbecue sauces here in the house that are like kind of bland. You know what I mean? Like they, they barely even taste like a barbecue sauce. It's more of just like this, you ever mix ketchup and mayonnaise together and you're like, oh, this is an interesting little tangy taste. It's like boring. Like, I mean, not boring, but not barbecue sauce. You know what I mean? You're like, almost, this is almost like a. Uh, more of a mayonnaise, ketchupy, aioli kind of thing than a than a barbecue sauce. Not the texture, just the taste. So sometimes you know you see a, a new barbecue sauce and you're like, ah, I'll give this a try. Right? I shop at Costco; they've always got different things coming and going. I'm like, ah, this one's two bottles for five bucks. That seems like a good price. You buy it and you're like, okay, this is like a slightly mesquite ketchup. So what I was doing last year is I'd find some, I went to bed, bath and beyond and I found this cool little series called uh, what I can't remember. I think Teague's not, not Rufus Teague was it? Yeah. Rufus Teague, I believe is what it was called. And they had like, I, I just picked one up from bed, bath. It was like five, six bucks. And I was like, man, I'll give this a try. And it was great. And lots of flavor. It was thick, right? You get a barbecue sauce. It's like thick, like paste when you, when you pour it out, that's a thick sauce. And that's also with it being thick, it's going to stick to your meat. You know what I mean? So if you're trying to base something on the barbecue, you put a bunch of barbecue sauce and flip it over and all just slides right off. You're like, okay. Also thawing your, your bergs first. If they are, you know, if you are doing the frozen, 
it's going to make a difference too, right? That way it's not like the fucking water just melts off of it. And so all your sauce goes down into the grill too. Um, I'm not a, a cook or big grill, a great big grilling guy by any means, but I've been, this is me learning how to do this stuff last year. And so I'm having fun with it this year. So my, my thing too, is like, you can actually really, if you're doing barbecue, you can actually really have a lot of fun with some of the sauces that you put on, especially if you have like bland burgers or whatever. I got these, uh, as soon as I'm done the podcast, I've got these, uh, veggie burgers still left over from last year. Um, but, uh, I'm going to throw them on the, the the grill, but like once they cook, they just become like mush. They're not, they're not bad tasting, but they're, they don't hold together particularly well. You know, it's basically as soon as you like, if you try to slide the, the, the spatula underneath them to get them off, like if any part of it hits, it just like, it just slides off like, like burn victim skin. You know what I mean? Like just, just like your skin just slides right. Ugh. But it's, but it's like that. You go to hit it underneath, it just slip, slides right off. So it doesn't really hold together particularly well, but, and there's not a lot of taste to them either. So slathering them in barbecue sauce is going to give you something to, to, to go with there. So what I'm getting at with all the barbecue sauce, there's lots of them out there, right? There's, there's bullseye barbecue sauces, pretty good basic barbecue sauce. A lot of people like Diana's. Uh, I mean, I really like the Rufus Teague. You can find like this old Stubbs. Some places will have like Stubbs sauce or whatever. There's all sorts of good shit out there. Um, but the, uh, what I do is if you get yourself a, a shitty barbecue sauce is what you can do is, is, uh, I went to the dollar store last year and I bought these little ramekin dishes, right? Things that you put creme brulee in or whatever. And I'll pour like, you know, one sauce in and then I'll, I'll throw another, you know, a lamer barbecue sauce, something that's got like a lot of taste. I'll, I'll mix it half and half of whatever. I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here, guys, by the way, I don't think like, here, listen to this crazy fucking thing I figured out, but I'm just saying if you like. If you're like me and you're like, eh, I know how to barbecue, but I don't put a lot into it, right? I'm starting to play with like these different kind of like rubs and spicing. So like for years and years and years, I never added salt to my food. Pepper occasionally, but never added salt to my food because things have got enough taste in them already. I'm starting to add salt and pepper to my meats before I put them on. Sometimes you get like a nice like steak rub, but that's, you got to be careful with the rubs because sometimes you can rub way too much on and it's just way too salty. Um... But anyways, so I've been playing around, you know, you mix your sauce in, put half of the shitty sauce in, put half of the good sauce in, put some salt and pepper in there. What I'll even do too, is I'll actually throw, like if you have hot sauce in the fridge uh, or wherever, you just throw a few shots of hot sauce in it. That'll kick up your barbecue sauce, right? You can put in mustard, mustard's going to give it a base, but the whole idea with the barbecue sauce is like, you can, you can pretty much fuck around with a lot of different sauces, you know, you can put a lot in there. You can put honey in there if you want it sweeter. You can add mustard. You can add hot sauce. You can add different sauces. You can add more ketchup. Like ketchup's pretty much the base of like most barbecue sauce. But that's the, that's the whole thing I've been doing. It's basically just finding sauces, playing around with them, and then taking just plain old meat and giving it a nice kick. Especially getting burgers. You know, get a lot of taste on a burger. Just dicking around with barbecue sauce. This is this is way too long to talk about barbecue sauce. I think I'm hungry. Anyways, I've been doing that again. So, and I've got some chicken breasts and I've got some other things. I've got some steaks and stuff, you know, and this is all an attempt to get these foods consumed before I hit my, you know, July 1st, no more red meat, which knock on wood, I hope is going to happen. Um, cause I've, you know, I, I did my first section, no, no drive through, no fast food. I did that flawlessly, flawlessly. And then I have the no takeout did good for about a month. And then little, little slips and little, just too fucking bored and, and a little bit of the isolation depression kicking in and like, ah, you know what? I just want a pizza. Fuck it. I just want a pizza. Like that kind of shit. So, um, I'm not going to just completely throw it away, but I have failed many a time. So trying to get back, uh, back on track, but, um, and, and honestly having fun with the barbecue at home with stuff you've already got. That's not breaking the rule. So I'm really debating taking these, these things out. So, um, for whatever reason, like I, I, again, the issue is that they sent me retainers that don't quite work for me. So when I talk, it actually like pushes air into them and, and slides them around and, and, and makes the saliva a lot worse. Um, so a little disappointed that, uh, a little disappointed how they sound. Sorry. I apologize. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave them in for this episode. You guys can send me an email, contact at one and let me know if I should do my recordings with the aligners in or without, um, you can take your phones out or whatever you're in front of right now and send me that email and tell me how it sounds. If it's awful, 
then uh, then I'll record them in the future. I'll make sure that having the, the aligners in is just a, an absolute no go. Um, went to my buddy Mark's house. Mark, good dude. Um, we did like we wanted to do kind of like a Mark's uh, one of my whiskey buddies. Uh, he too enjoys a nice scotch or a bourbon, and um, we wanted to do kind of like a whiskey sort of like we we did whiskey tastings pre COVID. We kind of wanted to do like a little you know sit down, have some fun, try some different whiskeys. And Mark was like, "Well, why don't we do kind of like a whiskey pairing sort of thing? Like we'll try to do some some foods and some some whiskeys." So that sounds great. So Mark did uh, did up some steaks um, with like a, apparently like a whiskey rub that he got. And, uh, we, we drank, what did we drink? We drank a little bit of Jura tw- uh, 10, sorry, Jura 10, uh, Jura is an Island just to the Northeast of, uh, Isla, which was the, the whiskey Island that I went to the whiskey Island, the Island that I went to with, with my favorite whiskey producers. And, um, Jura is an Island that actually has more, uh, deer on it than human beings. So the deer population is, is more vast than human beings. Um, so yeah, we did, uh, we did an, uh, uh, Jura 10. We had some, uh, Macallan gold, if I'm not mistaken, was it gold or 12? I think it was Macallan 12. I apologize. The double matured. And then we had, um, Aberfeldy also a 12 delicious. And then we ended the, uh, the night with some Lafroy 10, which I brought. So those are the whiskeys that we had, just in case you're wondering. And before I forget, but, uh, we got there and we sort of shoot the shit a little bit, went out to, uh, the, uh, the hot tub, right? I got to sit in a hot tub for the first time this year. First time in a while, actually, that I've sat in a hot tub, but, uh, but it was cool. It was nice. Mosquitoes were a little bad. Uh, shockingly, actually, I didn't expect the mosquitoes in a residential area to be so rough, uh, this, this early in the season, but, um, yeah, so we had a nice, nice, uh, you know, relaxing hot tub. Uh, we started grilling, uh, when Mark's wife uh, came home. Jen and, uh, it was cool. We had, uh, what I'd never seen before we had, uh, so steak was what we had. And, uh, we had these things called fiddleheads, which I had never heard of, never seen before. So somebody might be going, Oh yeah, fiddleheads, completely normal things. Somebody might go, what the fuck are fiddleheads like me? Um, and so I looked at them and they, they look, it's kind of funny at a quick, quick, quick glance. One sec, throw up my spoon here, my coffee at a very quick glance. They almost look like cut jalapenos. Like when you slice up, you know, jalapenos that you'd find on, you know, nachos or something like when they're sliced sort of, you know, that round outer green and then like lighter and, and seeds in the middle. Well, these things are like curled up and it turns out I had to Google it cause I'd never heard of them before. Um, they're like ferns. They're like fern sprouts. So you leave them and they'll uncurl and they'll end up being like long fern things. So, and uh, I also found out that they're poisonous or a lot of them are poisonous. So you, you can't just go out and find fiddleheads yourself. And, uh, it was, uh, sorry, I'm getting messages here. A lot of, a lot of people I know passing away right now too. Sorry. So just more messages from people like, Hey, so-and-so has passed away. It's like, yeah, that's fucking awful. Sorry, gang. Um, but yeah, so you need to buy fiddleheads from the grocery store because they've been picked by people who know what they are. Apparently they're only kind of in season, uh, like two times a year for like a week or so. So when you see them, you got to pick them up, but their, their taste is like, you know, kind of like a, a asparagus or, uh, or like broccoli in terms of the texture. So it's like not a lot of taste to them. Um, they were nice and, uh, and Mark, uh, and his wife made them up with some like, like lemon and salt or whatever. So they were, they were tasty, but I'd never seen them before. And they just, they just kind of tasted like asparagus. Um, I was like, are they expensive? And they're like, no, you just don't get them very often. So it was cool. I got to try something brand new. If you've been familiar with fiddleheads your whole life, I had never seen them, never heard of them. Um, but I got to have them at, uh, at Mark's place. So thanks Mark for that. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, apparently, like I said, they're, they're poisonous too. So you, you have to make sure that they're again, safe. If you buy them in the grocery store, but if you see them, you're like, Oh, fiddleheads, let's cut them and eat them. And like the process too, is like, you gotta like, uh, you have to rinse the shit out of them. I would just say, oh, you got to Google what they look like. Fiddle, fiddle heads. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you got to rinse them real good first, get all the shit out of them. Apparently like, you know, two or three times. And I said, get the shit out of them. It's just like, I, I don't know. Apparently like it's like pulling things out. Uh, I don't know about toxins or whatever, but you got to rinse them, rinse them, you know, and then rinse them again. And then you have to blanch them. So before you cook them, you have to boil them first. Um, 
So not like a huge blanching, but you got to give them a bit of a, a, a boil soak kind of first. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They were, they were good. They were good. Uh, and then with that, Mark made, uh, just a nice veg mix and, uh, and he made these, oh, oh my God, this was interesting. So Mark made these really, really nice potatoes. They were like shredded potatoes, like boiled potatoes. And then he, and then he like, he, uh, shredded them like on a grater, so like grated potatoes. And he put in like a nice, uh, he went through a lot of effort and the kind of thing where like the potatoes like had to like, you have to like leave them kind of overnight or whatever, or bake them overnight or something like that. Like a lot of effort went into these potatoes. One small problem. And Mark had mentioned this too, is he's like, I might've added too much salt. Um, the texture of these potatoes were out of this world. So the steak was amazing. The fiddleheads were great. The veg mix was great. And the texture of these potatoes was off the hook. And, the, and just the level of work went into them. It was amazing. Unfortunately, I even said this at the time because Mark had said it a couple of times. He's like, I might have put a little too a little too much salt. A little too much salt is probably one of the biggest understatements I've heard as of late. Um, maybe just for me again, because I'm not somebody who really adds salt to my food. But... I tasted nothing but salt and these potatoes. And it was like, and I even said, I'm like, normally I would never, I would never comment on food in the negative. Like I would never offer any criticism of the food. I just keep my mouth shut. And I'm like, I'm like, everything about these is great except for the taste. I'm like, texture's great. I love it. I can see how much work went into it. I absolutely love the texture of these potatoes. And I can taste a little bit beyond the salt. But it's like, I was just like, all it, it, I, I said, like, I, I go, and I'm so sorry to say, but I'm like, it almost tastes like you had a container of salt, you know, like when you have a salt shaker and as a prank, you unscrew the lid and it's like, oh shit, the whole thing went in there. It was like that only if you could do that to like a salt container, you know what I mean? A big one. And it was just, it just tasted nothing like salt, nothing but salt. And I'm, I'm so disappointed, not for myself. But I'm just like, I just felt bad because I'm like, fuck, like I want to eat these, but I, I just, I cannot do it. Mark, I know you're listening. I am so, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the the level of effort that you put into them. Um, and I was like, I was trying to like, I, like take like little forkfuls and smear them on my steak and hope that like the two combined would sort of dissipate the salt. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And because it took so much effort, I was like, fuck, we can't even just go boil some more potatoes and then like add them to kind of dilute it. I was just like, it was so, I was just, I was, I was, I was heartbroken for him. Everyone else seemed to enjoy them, uh, except for Mark's son, <laughs> who was like, they're salty. But, uh, yeah, I ate, I ate, uh, I ate a half of them. Couldn't do any more. And Mark, I'm so sorry. I appreciate the effort. And everything was amazing. Everything was amazing. The whole evening, I had a great time. Um, we got to shoot the shit. Mark showed me, uh, I don't know if I, I can, if I'm supposed to say this or not, but, uh, Mark works at a, an outdoor, uh, store, I guess like an, uh, you know, outdoor store or whatever. Uh, but they sell firearms and Mark has, uh, recently, recently, I don't know. Mark has for some time, I guess, been, uh, been not collecting, but he's got, he's got a couple firearms and, uh, you know, he's got his, his firearms license and he's got, you know, he goes to gun ranges and stuff has invited me to go, uh, in the future, uh, which I'll definitely take him up on. But uh, yeah, I got to see for the first time in my life, um, like handguns and got to like check them out. Now, Mark showed me everything in a very responsible way. We didn't at any point load the weapons at all. Um, but I got to see what bullets looked like. I got to load a magazine, never, never put it in the, in the, the firearm itself. Um, but I got to see what it was like to like load a magazine. I got to see what the different sort of two different, uh, calibered guns. Like, so a 22, which I've heard of many times, it's funny. Like the magazine does not look like what I would think. It looks kind of more like a, like a box cutter. You know what I mean? Like, like almost the same thickness as like a box cutter too, like an exacto knife. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, like that's what the magazine looks like. Whereas you think you see in the movies, these bigger, thicker things. Whereas the, the, the larger gun, which I don't even know what it was larger handgun had that type of magazine in it and the larger bullets. Um, so it was cool. And it was like one of those things we look at it, you're like, Oh, I could definitely see the allure of this, but I was like, I, I just, something so fucking dangerous. I'm like, I would, I just don't, I want one, but I don't, you know what I mean? And I don't think I'm ever going to get one, but to me it was just, it was fascinating. I liked asking questions and I liked learning things and stuff like that. Um, but it was, uh, it was interesting. 
it was interesting. It was kind of cool to see, and, and I'd never held one before, but I can say I've held the gun. It was not loaded, but uh, but I've held the gun, and it's and it's kind of cool. They're 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 like heavier, but not heavier than I expected. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I know. One sec. Mm-mm. God, that's good coffee. Good as coffee. So, um, yeah, uh, we watched, uh, yeah, I was, I was right in the middle of the gun talk. Yeah, I, I, I will not be getting a gun, but I, I think I will go to a firearm or sorry, a, a range and shoot them. Like Margo was telling me that like, you know, you can get the cost of the bullets down to like 10 cents per, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're trying to fire at somebody, but if you're spending like a day at the range and you're firing, shooting at different things, whatever, like, you know, you could fire off. I guess you could fire off. He was saying some of them are like 40 cents per that can get expensive. You know, you take five shots at $2. Like that's, it can get pricing. It can get pricing. But uh, it was interesting. And I'll, I'll check it out. Whatever. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll tell you guys more as I learn it. Mark told me some other things about guns, but I don't want to focus too much on the firearm talk. Again, I don't really know how comfortable he is with me telling. I haven't said his last name or anything, but um, yeah, Mark, send me a fucking email. Let me know how you feel about me, me talking about this stuff. Um. We watched uh, a comedy special, Daniel Tosh's People Pleaser. Uh, very funny. Very, very funny from 2015, but I, I still suggest it. Daniel Tosh is a great stand-up comic. If you've seen his show, Tosh.0, uh, it's funny. It's fun. You got to hear his stand-up. Daniel Tosh is a great stand-up comic. Uh, and then we talked about like Star Wars. They were telling me about The Mandalorian. I haven't watched it. That's on Disney+. Plus. But they were saying they really enjoyed it, and it's kind of fun. But we talked about just Star Wars in general. I said, I'm, I'm kind of out kind of out on the star Wars thing, but they're saying, did you see the, the, the rise of Skywalker or whatever the name of the last one is? I was like, no, I'm like, we have it at the house, but, but I just have had no interest in watching it. Um, I'm kind of, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll tell you about that. I'll move for, I'll jump from that. That's sort of, you know, we're spending our night just chit chatting and then I went home, but, uh, I'm out, I think on the star Wars movies. Um, I think I'm so fucking out on the Star Wars movies. I don't give a shit about Star Wars. To me, it's like The Simpsons. You know, I watched I watched Rise of Skywalker. I think the next day because I was like, all right, well they're talking about it, saying it's good, and it's it's back to J.J. Abrams, right? I'm not gonna go off on a tangent about Star Wars, but I will say when I was a kid, I watched Star Wars movies and I loved them. I thought they were great. Three three self contained movies. They had some little spin off shows and cartoons and shit, but overall the movies were phenomenal. Okay. There's lots of great movies and TV shows and stuff that'll have like a little spin-off series or right. Ghostbusters is a great, great fucking movie franchise, you know, before they, um, you know, redid it with, uh, you know, those ladies there before they were like, Hey, we should make Ghostbusters and it'll be better because it's just women. And we all saw how that turned out. Huh? 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 Anyways, uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters was a great series of movies, the first two, and, uh, and then they made a cartoon of it, all right? My point being is that sometimes you can have a shitty fucking, you can have some shitty offspring, but Star Wars, first three movies, they were good, okay? They weren't, uh, they weren't fucking Shakespeare, but they were good. And then, uh, and then the, uh, the, the Phantom Menace ones there, right? Or the, the prequels, they came out and they pretty much said, all right, well, fuck, fuck this storyline and, you know, fuck making good movies. Um, and then, uh, you know, another big gap in time later and, uh, Disney buys it and decides we're going to make the next three that come afterwards. And it was like, oh my God. All right. I didn't, I really wasn't that excited, but I was like, okay. It's like, oh, but it's the cast, the good cast again. It's going to be Harrison Ford and, and, you know, Chewie and all the characters that we know and love. Right. And it's a new director. It's JJ Abrams. He does good shit. He just crushed it with the Star Trek movies. It's going to be great. And, and The Force Awakens was fun again. You know, it wasn't anything super amazing, but it wasn't so bad that we just we just hated everything about it. So I was like, okay, that's Star Wars can be fun again. And then uh, and then what Disney was doing is they decided every year in December we have to have a Star Wars movie. We can't have we can't have one of the, the you know sequential ones every year. So let's put out like a Star Wars a Star Wars story. We'll do Rogue One. Ugh, garbage. And the fact that they had to like link it. They tried to link it hard into a new hope. Um, whatever. I probably talked about it to you guys at the time of it. I did not enjoy it. Didn't care about any of the characters. Didn't enjoy it at all. And then the last Jedi or whatever. Yeah. The last Jedi comes out with, with, uh, 
Luke Skywalker and being a little bitch and all, oh God, 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 that was bad. Garbage. Garbage. That's it. It was fucking hot garbage. I was telling Mark on stuff. Garbage. Don't give a fuck. And, uh, <sighs> sorry, I'm just, how much noise my stupid aligners are making. I'm supposed to leave them in all the time and only take them out to eat, but I'm going to take them out and record two episodes of the podcast. It's going to be a while that they're out. Um, yeah, sorry guys, just trying to decide whether or not I, I just take them out, pause everything and take them out or, or do I make this insufferable? I mean, I'm already bitching, right? Let's just make this as awful as we can. Um, anyways, yeah, didn't care about, about, uh, solo either. Right. So they do the, the rogue one garbage last shot. I, oh my God, was it bad? Especially coming off the heels of the, you know, force awakens just terrible. Uh, then they do the solo movie. I didn't even see it, but it got like, it got eviscerated by the critics. Whatever. Everyone I've asked them, was really good. Everyone's like, no, it's, it's shitty. Um, and, uh, and so I had no interest in seeing the rise of Skywalker, but everyone's like, oh, but it's JJ Abrams again. And it really, and it does a good job of closing everything off. Like it does, it, it does a good job. It redeems the other one. Well, I put it on and it probably took me four and a half, five hours to watch. Um, only cause I was, you know, kind of cleaning up and, and doing things. At the same time, so I just keep rewinding it to the parts I missed. Um, terrible, terrible fucking movie. Um, I I didn't like way too many just random convenience things. Uh, they'd be like, "Oh my god, uh, it's been years, but we're we're trying to find where you know the bad guys are, and it turns out there's only two little compasses that tell us where they are, and the bad guy found one at the beginning of the movie, and we're looking for the second one throughout the movie so we can stop what's going on and." Oh my God, this whole time it was blank, blank, blank in charge of everything and yada, yada. It was just the amount of coincidental shit that just happens. Like, oh, I just tripped over the thing that we needed that tells us everything we need um, to find this, this place. And, oh, I can't, uh, wow, if anything had gone sideways. And isn't it funny that in the span of like five generations, like, or whatever the fuck it is, three generations, we haven't been able to find this. And in the span of like two days, everybody finds everything necessary for it. Like just coincidentally, like, wow, this is great. Just, just lazy story writing. Um, again, for like the level of power that the overall enemy was supposed to have for how things ended, like the power of love and, oh my God, guys, uh, it's so stupid. Too many little aliens little aliens around like it felt kind of product placement. like Disney loves to like those little owls that were in the last Jedi and BB eight. And sometimes they just BB eight is obviously like a staple in the thing, but sometimes they just feel like putting little things out there. Like I know there's a baby Yoda because every chick needs to put a baby Yoda in their, their daily story for meme purposes and stuff. But, and that's from the Mandalorian. So like to me, baby Yoda, that's like, okay, we're looking for an excuse to sell toys. So I feel like they put shit in their movies you know, put little aliens and things specifically into, you know, so that they can sell toys, especially at Christmas time. Movie comes out and then they got to sell all the toys. Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, these liners are going to come out. They got to come out. One sec. Sorry, gang. Should have pulled the trigger on, on taking those out sooner. But um, I just, there's so many things over the course of the day where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go cook this and I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm speaking this. And, and they cut up the sides of my mouth and everything, something fierce. So um, thought, thought I could get through it. I was uh, deeply mistaken, deeply, deeply, deeply mistaken about my abilities to, to do that. So I'm going to have to just do them early this evening because when I'm done this, I'm going to cook and I can't wear them. Anyways, and fuck Star Wars talk. All I'm saying is I watched it. I finished off the most recent trilogy. I just don't give a shit about anything Star Wars anymore. Don't. I haven't for uh, quite some time. As soon as the Rogue One and The Last Jedi, I'm like, you know what? To me, the... The Star Wars stuff is like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Simpsons, right? Simpsons were good in the beginning and then they fell off and they have to just keep going. And there hasn't been anything redeeming about them in an incredibly long time. Nothing. And they keep making them and some people keep consuming them. And that's why they keep making them. Um, I'm not trying to shut down star Wars, but even like when Mark and his wife were talking about the Mandalorian, they're like, yeah, it's kind of like the same episode every week. You know, the, I guess the Mandalorian's a bounty hunter and, uh, you know, he gets, 
gets into something, some town or whatever, and like loses the thing that he needs to get, and then he gets it back and then he leaves. So I'm like, so every episode he goes to a new place, has has things to solve, and then moves on to the next. It sounds like the littlest hobo. You know what I mean? For anyone who's <laughs> anyone who knows what that is, there's a million shows like that. Just the Star Wars version. Fuck it. All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> what am I going to bitch about next? Well, guys, I... I'm going to bitch about, uh, well, my chair broke. How about, how about we do that? So I was, I was playing, um, I think don't starve or explain something. Yeah. I was playing don't starve with, uh, with my buddy, uh, water, water pipe man in Nebraska. And, uh, I think I went to lean to the side or whatever. And the arm of my chair busted out. Not like, not even actually, I think lean to the side. And I heard something pop in the chair and I was like, what the fuck? And I couldn't tell what it was at the time. Um, now no, it was the arm and, uh, it's just a shitty design of the chair. It's not that I'm too fat. I didn't like lean all my weight or anything like that. Um, it's just, it was funny. And then I spent like half an hour, 40 minutes trying to find different size screws to like try to re re screw it in and, you know, different kinds of bolts. And, and there's this thing is like the way it, the way it broke, it's just unrepairable and it's a really bad design. It's almost like a piece of plywood that screwed into the side, as opposed to like screwing through the plywood, it screws kind of into the different layered sections. Um, and only in one spot. So it's like, the, I don't know, whatever. I, if you saw it, you'd understand, but it's, I, I tried different things that, uh, that should have worked on any other kind of break, uh, and, and just didn't. So to Amazon, I went and started looking at, uh, different replacement chairs and things like that with different features. No, let me tell you, everything's like, I don't know why I've, I've been buying all these executive office chairs, which are comfortable. I'm sitting in them they got padded arms and stuff like that. But I guess I like to lean back and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at all these different gaming chairs. There's like ones like they got little, you know, massager pads and, and headrests, which this one doesn't. My torso is too tall for the headrest to be of use in this. And again, an executive chair, you're not looking at lay back, but you know, it does recline slightly, you know, it'll, it'll lean back, but the other one like flat out reclines. It's got like a leg rest. Um, the armrests are a little, whatever. Fuck it. I bought a new, I bought a new fucking chair. All right. That's what I did. All right. I took my. I took my government money and since I'm spending hours a day in my chair, you know, either whether I'm reading, playing video games, watching TV, whatever it is. And, uh, and I like that, that this one's got a footrest. All right. So, uh, that's what I did. I did. I bought a new chair. Boring. I'll, uh, it hasn't arrived yet. Um, but, uh, but it's on its way. Cod Sarnet, according to, uh, to the Amazon. Um, I played, uh, started a new game. All right. I started a, uh, uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 is what it's called. And uh, I'll tell you this much. All right. I'm going to get it through the, the video game talk. I know you guys don't give a fuck. Um, I'm still uh, battling along this challenge here with uh, with Chad in New York, which one of us can achieve level 15 faster. I, I started, I think he was at level 69% of the way towards level 15. And I was like 20% away from level 14. Uh, so I was level 13. He was level 14. And, um, and in that time we started to really close that gap. So the Lego games are games that are guaranteed, well, not guaranteed, but they're very achievable platinum level trophies, uh, amongst all the trophies along the way. But, um, it's just, it just, it's a grind. It's going to take you like quite a lot of gameplay to, to get there, but it's not like, oh, am I ever going to be able to get some of these trophies? Anyways, um, the Lego games are very simple. The idea is you play through levels, you, you break things and collect studs and the studs are the currency and, uh, you just play through elements of story. So with Lego Marvel, uh, two, you're just playing as different Marvel characters and it's a st contrived story and they have you, you know, play through different levels and all of the, all of the things that the charm with the Lego games is that, um, originally Okay. Originally the Lego games, I think the first one I ever played was Lego star Wars two is what it was called. Played it on the Xbox. And the whole thing with the Lego games is you're playing as the little Lego figures and all of them have different abilities. So, um, in the original Lego Marvel game, you would play through the story of star Wars. So you're playing through like a new hope and, uh, I believe empire strikes back and stuff like that. And everybody has different abilities. So like R2D2 can, you know, uh, drive up to little mechanical panels and, and operate them the way he does in the movies. Uh, the, you know, Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan can use the force to like raise things out of the ground and move things around. Um, 
Han Solo has blasters. Uh, C-3PO can communicate with other kinds of, you know, droids, whatever. So the whole idea is that you need certain characters to be able to do certain things. But the charm of the Lego games, one of the cool things about it is that you'd play through a regular story level. And then later on, you could go back through that level and play it in free play. So you'd go through a level and you'd see like an electrical panel. But in this level, I only have C-3PO and... um what do you call it? Um, um, Luke Skywalker, let's say. So you can't interact with that because, you know, you don't have R2. R2 is not with you. So you play through the story of the level and then you could play in free play. When you go back to free play, you can play as any of the characters that you've unlocked so far. So now you can play it again as R2 and now you can access that panel. That panel will open up and give you like a, a Lego canister. And every level has 10 canisters to collect. Um, you know, and they'll have something else, a red brick to collect or whatever. Anyways, the whole idea is it's, it's different collectibles and the trophies come from getting everything in every level or whatever, but that takes multiple playthroughs. You got to play through the story and then you got to play through it again with the other thing. But the games were very, very charming because you play the whole game and there wasn't a single spoken word, right? All of the story was told through these funny little pantomime cutscenes. So... It was really charming game. It was really, and it was cute and it was funny. You know what I mean? It was funny to see like, for example, the Luke, I am your father scene. You're like, well, how's he going to, how are they going to portray that without him speaking those famous words? Um, and it was like, you know, Darth Vader standing there and he's pointing at Luke and Luke's like, eh, 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 shaking his head. No. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. and then he pulls out a, a, like a, a family picture and then points at the baby. You know, it's, it's Darth Vader, some mother, and then a little baby. And he points at the baby and he points at Luke and Luke's like, uh, you know, like it was all done through pantomime, just really funny pantomime. And at some point in the Lego games, and they did all sorts of different ones. They did the Harry Potter movies. They did uh, Indiana Jones. They did, uh, what else did they do? Fuck. A lot of, a lot of like classic comic. Now they've got like the, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and, you know, Jurassic World, like anything basically licensed that they get, you know, Batman was another one that they did, which was really, really good, but they did all this stuff through pantomime. And then at one point they decided, hey, let's just voice act it. Oh my God, did it ever get obnoxious at that point? Um, like me, um, just talking. Fuck, they talk and talk and talk and they never shut up. They talk through the levels. They talk through the, the cutscenes are long, yakky, bad jokes, like hacky, 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 bad jokes. So... I still play the odd Lego game. I still have a bunch of them. I have a bunch of them, just haven't played them. So I decided to dust off the Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. It's all of the worst things about them talking. They talk, they tell bad jokes. Um, I was almost like, you know, it's cheaper. You don't have to pay for all these voice actors if you just just go back to the pantomime. It was great. Have everything act out. Blink, blank, blink, blank. Like everything was just done through acoustic. Now they're, now it's still like they'll do like, you know, every single cutscene will have someone in the background, something fall on their head or trip over something, but they're just talking. I don't know, whatever, whatever, like I'm doing right now, whatever. Um, so what, what, you know, after playing probably, probably played a dozen or two dozen different Lego games at this point and finished them all. Um, it's the same thing that you would expect from a Lego game. Um, they add more, they've started to do this open world things now, where instead of just playing through the levels, you got to play this whole open world thing. And there's little challenges to unlock bricks or whatever. But the whole idea is like all these different characters have different abilities and to unlock everything, you have to play as all of them. Finally finished it. It was, this one was buggy as hell too, where, you know, someone's like, you got to go to five different areas. And then two of them would load afterwards. So you'd have to like exit the game and go back in whatever. Um, as any, any of you guys played the Lego games, they're stupid popular. There's so many of them. I just want to know what you guys think of them. Am I crazy? Do you, do you, you know, I, again, I know so many of you don't at all, but you know, red, red's a listener. I know red probably plays a lot of games. I don't know. Red, have you seen any of these Lego games? Have you played any of them? Anybody listening at all? Chad, Rich, you guys ever fucking play them? Um, you know, uh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, I beat it. I beat it. I got the trophies. I'm never deleting it off the system. I'm never playing it again. Um, one more thing to talk about. Um, still playing Don't Starve. I won't talk about it at all uh, this week. Just banging away at, uh, different things in it. Um, my friend Tina Inafinaland, uh, she owns, her and her partner own a company called Aurora Holidays. Now, this has been getting really interesting to me because, you know, as we're playing our, our Don't Starve together, um, 
she, you know, I'll be asking her questions. She's telling me stuff and I'm just trying to learn more and more and more about, uh, about what, what her business is and the kind of holidays and stuff that they do. So, uh, company's named Aurora holidays and it's generally, it's obviously named after the Aurora Borealis, which is the Northern lights. And, um, she sent me some videos and things like that, some promo videos that they do showing stuff. So she has, I guess her and her partner, they have a company where they have a lot of different things on the go, to be honest with you. But, but the, the big one is the, 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 the Northern lights holidays, the Aurora holidays. And what they do is they have these, these four, I think at the moment, four different cottages, but they're like very modern. They have like high speed internet and they're all heated and everything like that. So, you know, you would go out to, to their place in, in Utsjoki. Uh, in the Northern part of Finland. So there's other places like if you Google like Northern lights and stuff like that, Finland or whatever, like there's, there's certain areas that are, I guess, more popular, more touristy for it. But, um, where they're located, um, apparently, um, is, is one of the better areas to see the lights, but it's very, it's more remote there. And there's like three small villages there and they're in the largest of the three villages, uh, in the area, but they have beautiful, beautiful, um, cabins. I haven't had a chance to see the inside of the cabins just yet, but, uh, they have a restaurant there as well, a small sort of like event area. So it's restaurant bar, uh, kitchen. Um, I got to see the walk through that and it is beautiful. Like, I mean, this is, these are all relatively newly made, I guess in the last few years, these have been built. So they're very modern. They're brand new. Um, the, apparently the area too has been, uh, outfitted with uh fiber optics so their internet is like fast as fuck uh up there um so even though it's remote and small population the uh infrastructure is is very very nice so they do um so apparently you'll be you go up for like five days and they have oh good i spilled coffee all over the desk ah jesus one sec setting records for pausing this week yeah you ever get that you just like you take a sip of your coffee nothing violent or aggressive or anything like that and then it just splash to fly out of the cup when you when you put it back anyways man welcome to josh's complaining pants hour whatever um going back to uh the holiday stuff so yeah you go up for i think i think the average is like five days so like on while you're there you're there for five days but they will um take you out looking for the lights for like three days because you don't always see them right um and when i was asking tina I, I asked her well is there ever times where you take people and you don't see them i think she said like in the five years that they've been doing it there was one time where when they went out looking for them they they didn't get them one time out of every she was like you know and i'm very disappointed like i get this woman loves her business and she loves sharing uh sharing the the lights with people um so the idea is that like, and they've got, they, they pick you up from the airport, which is like two hours away. So it's not like you have to land and try to find your way to them and all this. Like they, they take care of everything. Um, but I've seen photos. Tina sent me photos of people with the, the, the lights. And it's obviously one of those things where like, even the pictures look beautiful, but I'm sure to see it with your own eyes is like absolutely incredible. Um, and you can see the lights from their property, but they actually will, like, if you can't see them from the property, they'll, they'll get in the vehicle and they'll drive everybody to go see, um, the cabins can, I think there's four cottages. She calls them cottages, but they're, they're, they're basically four small, like, like pool houses, like guest houses are gorgeous. Um, but they they can fit up to six people per, but they, they say it's best to have four people per. So generally it's like, you'll go and you'll be in like a small group of like, uh, what is it? Four times four, 16 for, you know, at max capacity, you know, it's like, well, max capacity would be 24, but ideal capacity for four people per cabin, four cabins, you're looking at about 16 people, you know, uh, for, for your time there. So it's like, you'll have a group and they provide the meals and everything like that while you're there. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, Tina is, I'm sure is listening and, and can correct me. Contact at one man podcast.com for anything. I'm not getting correct. And please add anything. I'm not, but, um, I seeing the kitchen, it'd be really cool to be able to have my meals in the, in the restaurant. Um, you know, just that space is so beautiful to so be able to use it. But she was mentioning something about the, the light in the restaurant. You really wouldn't want in the evenings because of the, the, the light would detract from the lights. If they were the Northern lights, if they were out, um, but anyways, but a, but a beautiful restaurant space. Like I would love to have all my meals there and they prepare different meals of like the local stuff. So her and her partner also have like a reindeer, like reindeer herd, reindeer farm. Uh, so you'll have like reindeer while you're there. Um, one of the things they offer too is like snowshoeing and dog sledding. They have like a partner, uh, in the area that has like dog sled. So you can actually not just like ride on a dog sled, but you can actually like, you know, 
drive your own dog sled if you want. Um, it's really cool too. Um, they can, you can do like salmon fishing. So they'll take you out in a boat and you can fish for salmon. Um, but you, you're eating all like local foods, like, like local meats and, and, you know, reindeer and salmon and stuff you catch, but it's, it's definitely very outdoorsy. Um, but you have all of the comforts, uh, there. So the whole idea is, you know, when you're sleeping, you're sleeping in a real, like warm, you know, you got your Wi-Fi. you're not disconnected from, from, you know, civilization in any regards like that, but you're getting to see like the Northern lights and you get to experience like things like snowshoeing and dog sledding. And, um, they actually also have a period of the year right now, which, uh, they're going where there's no night. Yeah, it's this, the sun's not like up at high noon, but you, you don't lose the sunlight for like two months straight. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested in the, the prospect of going to check that out. Cause it sounds super fucking cool. And it's like, I, I never had that period of my life. I didn't travel a lot before stand up. Uh, didn't have the money for it and, and kind of spent my money on other things. Um, but I know a lot of people who like their vacation is, you know, it's always beaches and, and, you know, all inclusive, you know, just lay, sitting on a beach for a week and getting drunk. People are like, oh, I've done that in Dominican. I've done that in Cuba and I've done that in Mexico. And it's like, yeah, don't you get sick of spending a shitload of money to just lay around and drink? Like, I know the weather's nice and everything, but like, I don't know. I I never did that. I never did the holiday where you just sit around on a drink beach and drink. And then sometimes people are like, well, you go to Mexico and then like you have a day where you can go and like see the ruins. I'm like, okay, well, that's a little more interesting, but even still to just spend the week on the beach drinking. First off, I don't have a beach body, so that could be part of it. But really to me, like I can, I can lay, I mean, I guess maybe that's what it is, right? I'm a, I'm a comic. All my jobs have been kind of, you know, maybe to, maybe if you're working every single day, Monday to Friday, nine to five, to just go and lay on a beach. Sure. But I guess overall, I'm kind of like, I never did it. And I'm definitely over that kind of shit now, maybe someday, but I like the idea. If I'm going to spend money, I want to go and do something that I, I can't do. You know, I get to in Canada, it's cold. So like, let's go be warm for a week on a beach. Sure. But even still the amount of money to go spend like between a thousand to $2,000 to just lay on a beach and drink. I'm like, fuck, I could definitely, if I spent a thousand dollars at home making my, you know, getting drinks and food, I'm like, I could, I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted at home and just lay around for a week. Even to, to go stay at a hotel locally, just to be like, I'm not at home. Groovy. Go to a hotel, eat whatever you want, order room service or get takeout or go out, go out and eat at a different restaurant locally every single night. And you're still not going to spend that kind of money. Um, I think well, it depends if you're trying to be an asshole about it, but I, I don't know. So I guess what I'm trying to get at here, guys, is that I think I'm enjoying like I, I, instead of in February going to like Jamaica, I went to Scotland. And I saw, I got to see a little bit of a different culture. I got to, I got to go to Isla where my favorite distilleries are and just see that kind of culture. Um, I got to perform stand up across, you know, across the ocean. I think like, and it really wasn't that expensive. I think I'm really happy that I did that instead of just laying on a beach for a week, even though it rained where I was and you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's what it is. So for me, like the idea of, of going on a trip where I'm seeing the Northern lights and I'm, I'm seeing a different part of the world. I, I like, I like that. Anyways, um, I'm, I'm in talks with Tina about the idea of maybe me going out there and, and getting to see the experience and being able to talk about it with you guys in the podcast and let you know, sort of kind of how the whole thing was. Um, but I think it's a really cool idea. I definitely suggest at least taking a second to go to Aurora holidays. They have a page on Facebook where you can see pictures and stuff like that. But, um, and it's my understanding that it's not particularly expensive too, but, but take a look at something that I'm interested in doing. Um, I know that my friend Mark, who, whose house I was at, uh, this week, um, you know, Mark was telling me that he was born in Finland and he was actually just born in Finland. That's it. Like that's the only time he's ever been in Finland. He was born there and then he was gone. He was there for like three days when he was born and then that's it. So he was saying that might be something he's interested in. He's a very outdoorsy guy. He likes to do a lot of like, you know, scuba diving and things like that, but he's always interested in doing something. You know, I think he was telling me about wanting to go to this place. I don't remember where it was, but it's like the last place on earth where the two continents touch. And he's like, and you can kind of go underwater and touch 
the two continents, like an arm on one side. He goes, he goes, and he was telling him, I go, is that still, he goes, they move every year. It's slightly getting slightly further away. He's like, but there's still, he goes, I still, I still think that there's one place where you can go and actually touch both sides. And I go, well, if it gets further, you could touch with, with a hand and touch it with your foot. But the whole idea is that your, your body is literally touching the two continent, the two biggest parts of the continents or whatever. Um, it's cool. I don't know. I, I find that, I find that fascinating. I find that interesting. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, check it out Aurora holidays. There you go. Nice, nice big plug for you T. Um, and I, I'd love to check it out sometime. So, uh, without further ado, why don't I move into the DK book of the week? Uh, this week. All right. Uh, I, Oh, I've scratched the surface. All right. I'm not even gonna lie. This is so fucking big. It's so fucking cool. I will get through it someday, but I got to tell you guys about warfare. All right. From the Smithsonian. All right. Smithsonian, whenever they collaborate with DK, right. DK.com slash CA in Canada, DK.com in the States, or just Google DK books. They got great books all the time. Warfare, the definitive visual history. Holy smokes. This book is big and it covers warfare. Um, and it's not like, okay, like modern warfare or historical warfare, or just this, that it covers fucking warfare, big timelines in it different parts medicine in warfare right like that like it it switches um into like mechanized warfare so it starts at the beginning of history his, you know like war in the ancient worlds and how it was conducted and how it was how it went and timelines of it um and how things changed it covers um I mean, it's not like I was a big fucking walking encyclopedia, but it it definitely covers things like the rise of Rome, but then it talks about kinds of wars. Like this is one that I just, I'll struggle to pronounce it, let alone give any kind of broad strokes on it. Um, obviously talks about Alexander the great and his successors. Um, but, uh, where, where's the name? I just saw it. Well, the, the Peloponnesian Peloponnesian war. Is that one? Is that a famous war? Should I have known it beforehand? Didn't know it before this book. Um, I found it. Really interesting. Covers the 30-year war, French wars based on religions. Um, really, really cool shit. Obviously, the British Civil Wars were covered in here. It's it's a huge, huge, huge book. Um, oh, and uh, the Wars of Catherine the Great. Never heard of her, but she was a, a Russian, a Russian ruler. Uh, so Prussia, never heard of Prussia before. Prussia with a P. Um, but yeah, I... I, I I enjoyed what parts I read about, um, and I, I look forward to going through more. It, it's extensive. This is an extensive book. And the reason I bring this one up here is, um, I thought it was kind of funny to do this because basically this is an episode where I talk about a lot about star Wars, right? Fictional wars, but star Wars nonetheless. And then, uh, I know that father's day is coming up and a lot of guys are just a fascination with history and things like that. Um, and this is not just an ancient war book. It's, but it's, but it's, uh, war, uh, extensive warfare, um, and covers a lot of things. Like I said about the, like, you know, not just, not just war, the wars itself, but it covers the machines used, the technology used, the strategies used, the, uh, medicines used, the communications, things like that. Like it's a lot, it, it's, it's huge. And father's day is coming up, right? Father's day is coming up soon. So why not, uh, why not just, you know, make a, give dad something that he, would really like, I know my dad's a big fan of warfare and things like that. A fan, fan, I shouldn't say, but he's fascinated by war and warfare. Um, particularly world war two, right? That's a, that's one that a lot of people, a lot, a lot of stories and things emerge from world war two, but this is a whole book. Um, obviously the Smithsonian, you know, they know their shit, right? Biggest museum on the planet or, or maybe most, uh, maybe not the biggest, but, but I wouldn't know, but, uh, definitely one of the most, um, recognized and uh, prestigious museums in the world. All the Smithsonian stuff is, is extensive, vast. Um, but yeah, warfare traces the epic 5,000 year story of conflict from the earliest battles to the uh, Syrian civil war, exploring the campaigns and causes the warriors and commanders and the tactics, weapons, and technology that have shaped warfare worldwide. This is an updated edition of the definitive visual guide to a brutal, intense, and often heroic dimension of the human story. So, uh, definitely suggest this book. Um, I was, uh, DK, let me know. Actually, I was chatting with my, my partner and friend there, and, uh, he was saying that I was one of the last people to receive a, a promo copy of this, um, before everything got shut down to COVID. I was lucky to get in under the wire, but I'm very happy to, 
uh, have received a copy of this. I really dig this book, uh, Warfare. So on the week, uh, you know, Star Wars, Warfare, all that fun stuff. Um, the outro song definitely uh, reflects that as well. Uh, I hope you guys get a, get a kick out of that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely digging this book. Can't recommend it more. But of course, DK has tons of great books on many different subjects. Um, I'm already uh, well underway into next week's book too and really enjoying that. Just like the, the amount of stuff. Again, there's so many books out there that'll, that'll tell you about things which you might have gone like, oh yeah, I read something on this or I saw a YouTube video on that, whatever. But I love that the DK books, they go further than you would expect and with the visuals and everything that they have in them, they always keep you entertained and engaged in the subject. Whatever subject you've picked to, to look up and read into they're uh they're punching the balls off it and i and i love their stuff so uh happy always happy to have them as partners and uh and can't wait to uh to continue reading on and sharing more of their stuff with you guys dk.com slash ca in canada dk.com in the states or you know just google dk books i should just say just google dk books wherever you are and you'll find their stuff but uh still plowing through loving every loving every minute of it bow, 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 bow. guys send me an email contact the one man podcast uh, com. let me know what's going on with you uh, I ask every week, it's been a while since I got an email from anybody and Lord knows we have the time for them now. So anything, you know, I've had the aligners up for a while and I'm not slurring or spinning or things like that, which is stuff in my mouth, right? Let me know. Uh, was it really all that bad or did it just, was I just being way too self-conscious? Um, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What are you doing with yourself? Has it been just business as usual for you with more hand washing and gloves at work? Or have you been stuck at home too? Let me know what's going on with you. Uh, quick little reminder. I've got, uh, uh, my buddy Mika has got one of the DK books out there. He will be reviewing that, uh, coming up soon, which was the, I think the, the step-by-step wood, uh, woodworking or wood stuff. Um, I can't remember the name of the title of the book, but we're going to have a review from him uh, on that. I'm looking forward to hearing that. I'm going to be dropping off a book to my buddy, Chris, right? Who frequently uh, co-hosts the podcast with me, uh, the vegetarian cookbook, find out what he thinks of that. Um, all sorts of fun stuff in the world. Um, but, uh, until next week, guys, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're keeping yourself entertained, um, you know, and staying safe. Um, we're, looks like we're starting to come out of wave one. Um, look forward to, uh, to talking to you again soon and hearing from you. Take care.
to me. 